Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about productivity, getting things done, even if we can't see the things we need to do necessarily. Uh, Hi, I'm Scotty Jackson. I'm joined as always by the wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How are things? Uh, Things are things. How are you? Aren't they just? Uh, I am... I am good, thank you. Um, hello, listener. If you are new, hi, welcome. You can learn about our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. Or if you are so inclined and you just love all the things that we're doing and want to hear an extra episode every single month, hey, you can do that uh, by supporting us at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we unnest the folders and do a bonus episode about user questions, listener questions every single month. Uh, but today, uh, Rose, I was hoping to talk a little bit about... Um, the things that we see in our environment around us that act as signals about things that we need to do that we haven't necessarily discreetly like captured in some sort of way other than the thing in which it is. I'm inspired by this post on old Reddit that you sent me, uh, the link, link, link in show notes, um, about the silent to-do list. And I wanted to talk about how we use this, how it uses us, and how we maybe navigate it better, possibly. Um, what are your yeah. thoughts here? So, so this post, you know, this post struck me because, I mean, especially actually over the last couple of days, uh, my living room has been a to-do list. Every single day, I've walked through it multiple times in the day to get breakfast, to get lunch, to get water, to get dinner, to do laundry, and so on. And every single time, my TV unit has been there shouting, Recable me, recable me, because uh, before I went on holiday, my TV died, came back from holiday, there were a whole bunch of things that had happened, and I had to add a UPS to my TV unit and unplug everything, tidy all the cables, plug everything back in, and so on. And it turned out to be a much bigger job than I anticipated, and I mm. couldn't get it done over the weekend. So, as always, these things kind of just spill out, don't they? Um, and our entire lives are like this to an extent. Every single thing on your desk is there for a reason. Um, and, you know, sometimes that means that it, it's talking to you. And this post also reminded me of something that um, David Allen said, where, you know, every time you walk past the, ga- the garage, it's going, tidy me, tidy me, tidy mm-hmm. me, because you've got that task on your task list. Um, and so, you know, th- there's getting that out of your head so that every time you walk past your garage, you can go, nope, not today. Uh, and there are ways from the GTD system to deal with this, but there are also other ways to deal with this. And uh, yeah. Especially having dealt with it for the last week, I'd love to talk to you about it, Scuddy. For sure, and I, I'm just coming out of the the like the dark side of this into the light because my my wife and I and kids all participated in sorting out the basement um, last weekend, which was a huge job in terms of like you know organizing all of the Lego that was disorganized and then going through all of the books that we had sort of stacked in a, in an area of like are we keeping these books or not. Like you said, these these things are just sort of yelling at us and sending us signals. I think, I mean, there's there's the there's the light side version of this, which is the briefcase in front of the door, where you are reminded, ah, I need to bring this with me uh, to work, and so I don't forget it. You know, the dark side is you know leaving the papers from the briefcase on a particular part of your dining room table, knowing that you need to sort them, just not now. Uh, and then every time, like you said, you walk by them, you're getting these signals, and and for me, like a sense of guilt, or if nothing else, a sense of like this other thing that I haven't completed. Um, and I, and I, and it, oh, the sum total of this is that I'm walking through a whole bunch of environmental noise all of the time. 
and it's occupying attention and it is draining energy away from all of the other things that I would like to have my attention on. So yeah, I think like, like what you started to, to talk about there of like taking the silence out of these things by capturing that and like specifically articulating here is the thing that I am not doing right now, but am okay with. Um, so that the garage isn't yelling, tidy me. I can say not today because I've captured that thing. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like some of it is definitely with the capturing and so on. Um, and I do have, you know, um, I, I recently did, uh, something called a clutter bug survey and I'm going to try and get the link for that and put that in the show notes because one of the things that I saw, um, with this was that people are, you know, everybody has different kinds of brains. Um, and the, the different kind of brain that you have affects how you organize things and you do things. Um, and that is, you know, useful because it turns out I am a butterfly and I need to see the things. And so by having the things out, if I, if I see the things, then I will actually be able to use the things and do the things. And if I don't see the things out of sight, out of mind right? Mm. There's there's two versions of this. Absence make the, makes the heart grow fonder. You go looking for the things you haven't seen it in a while or out of sight, out of mind. I don't see it. Therefore, it does not exist. Mm. See also most of the contents of my freezer. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is how I ended up with three bags of chicken nuggets in my freezer, people. I couldn't right. see them because they were in the freezer and I have to climb on a ladder to look in my freezer. There's a long story there. It, a story for another time. Um, but, you know, if you don't see the things, then for me, they don't exist, so I won't do them. But equally, having so many things out in my face all the time causes stress. It mm -hmm. is stressful. You know, you walk through a room and there's 80 things in there going, oh, you wanted to reorganize the, your bookcase with all the games on it. Oh, yeah. And actually, you wanted to rip all those DVDs. And that's why that DVD um, reader is there. And 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 and, and, and then, you know, you, you just kind of end up sitting there going, oh, my God, there's a lot of things to do. I'm just going to watch TV mm -hmm. um, because you can't deal with all the things. And it's not that you are ignoring um, the stuff that's there, though, to an extent you are. It's a case of overwhelm and stress. Um, and I know that finding that balance is quite tricky. So by capturing the things, it does allow me to go through and perhaps prioritize and order these things as well. Because just because I can see that maybe, um, you know, I, I only have a few microfiber cloths left in the kitchen and therefore I should probably run the laundry with the microfiber cloths in. Actually, that's not that urgent because I've literally just finished cleaning and I'm probably not going to be doing a big clean again for a couple of days slash a week. So I, I can hold off on that. That's not so urgent at the very least. Um, and, you know, doing this other thing of actually organizing my bathroom counters, that's more urgent because otherwise every single time I go in there, I see 10 things on my bathroom counter going, so you're going to do something with me or what? Mm. Uh, which I don't really like. So yes, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of merit to this idea of the silent to do list, and I think there's a lot of ups and downs with it as well. It's it's very true. I think I think there are, there are two kind of key strategies that I've uncovered by um, a listening to what you've just shared and b having experienced our basement. Um, the first is um, using out of sight, out of mind a little bit to our advantage. So having these objects that are out of place as, you know, sending all of these signals, maybe it's better to just take all of those things and, and put them in a place where if I'm not going to deal with them, that's fine, but maybe they could 
emit their signals from somewhere else. And, you know, for us, that meant the furnace room. So we're just going to take all of these things that are not where they belong and that we are not able to make a decision about right now. We're just going to throw them all there. That way they're gone. I don't have to see them. And now I'm not hearing their signals all the time. But in concert with that, I'm going to write down in my productivity system, which let's face it, is really just a very clever deferral management system. Like these are productivity <laughs> systems aren't necessarily about what I am doing. They are about all the things that I have decided I am not doing now so that I can find a future, right. a future now that, to which they are applicable. So if they are captured there, then I can decide when to do it. And I don't have to hear the noise in my head every time I walk by those things, because now I don't see them. Um, the other thing is that, you know, if, if it's not out of sight, maybe there are some clever ways in which I can relocate these things so that they are emitting their signal from a slightly more productive place. And I am, it was amazing to me how a, a small change could make that signal either much less noisy or much more productive. Like rather than this stack of things on that end table, maybe they belong, you know, uh, under the shelf over there, same room and maybe moved only 10 feet away. Uh, but maybe also collected with a few other things. Now that category has more meaning and I'm, and I'm not getting noise from six places. I'm getting noise from one. And that is a little bit less painful somehow, because by, by putting these things together into groups, um, I've assigned them a little bit more uh, of an abstraction in terms of what they mean to me. Um, and the task is still the same. I mean, it's a little bit less discreet in terms of, you know, sort pile A, sort pile B, sort pile C. It's now like deal with pile one because there's only one there. Um, but I found that that relieved a little bit of pressure. So so gathering and then hiding plus recording was were, were really important things for me in terms of getting through this. And like I say, we did our basement last weekend, but really that was the culmination of about two months of, you know, clever deferral and um, suffering uh, before, before we got to like the actual doing part. Yes. Yes. And that is, um, you know, the thing where, you know, there, there is a little bit of suffering involved in productivity, right? At some point you're going to sit there and go, wow, why do I have so many things? Um, <laughs> and it, it, it drives you a little bit insane. Um, where you end up just having to wait and see what happens with all of this. Um, to find out if you've maybe done the right thing with these things, because it is always a test mm -hmm. to find out, you know, does your system work with this or does it not? And does and, it help your system run too? Because yeah, like the, the, yeah. the, the correctly curated environment is going to feed that. Yeah. Um, and I have spent a lot of time, experimenting with different systems as of you um and i have definitely spent a lot of time doing things like organizing my bookcases um and saying oh all right well what i need to do to complete this project is i need to collect all of these things um and then i should um once i've done that then i can you know get the next one um and 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 so on and i can do the step and then i can do this and that and so and so on and so by you know and so i've done things like I'll buy boxes for my projects. Um, and then 
I I put a label on the box so I know this is uh, these are the things for this thing and then I, I stick a little note in the box with these are the things that I will need for this thing um and and then you know I've got a box but then I can't see the things because they're in a box so then I try doing transparent boxes and that works mm-hmm. but then it looks really messy and that bothers me because I don't like seeing the mess but then if I was not using a transparent box then I can't see the things in the box so I don't do anything because it's just a box um and it's like a post-it note it's just a pretty decoration right um and so it's it's one of those things where I've experimented <laughs> a lot and I think th- the answer to this is there is no perfect solution and s- sometimes you are one person and you need six different solutions for six seemingly very similar uh, problems, right? So for this project, I need a clear box. For that project, I need a translucent box. And for this other one over here, um, I I need a, um, you know, a, a, an opaque box because it's going to take me months to collect all the different things that I need for that. Um, or it's just a collection of stuff. Um, or maybe uh, for these things, I want opaque boxes with lots of labels on them. And labels on like three of the sides. So no matter which way I put it in the bookcase, mm-hmm. I can then see it, um, which, you know, it, it, there there's different solutions. But I've spent a lot of time playing with it. And I, I have to say, that at the end of the day, if I don't see it, I'm not going to do it. Like, that is what mm. happens. But a good friend of mine, Maddie, recently came up with this idea, which I believe she stole from Barbara Scher, which is a projects board. Um, and the idea of a projects board is you put all of your projects on the projects board and you organize them by, you know, it's, it's not the Franklin Covey urgency, um, and priority or impact or whatever it is. But the idea is that you have like the things that you're doing and you put them where you're going to see them so that all of your projects are there all of the time. Um, but you don't mm. actually have to see the things in for the projects, if that makes sense. So I don't have right. the box of the right. stuff with the diodes and the and the ESP62s and everything. I just have, you know, on a board that nobody else can see because it's behind my monitor, behind my webcam. It's just a board of things and there are post-it notes on there for each project. Um, and so um, it, this way, I actually still get the ability to see all the things but I am ideally updating that every single day um, to find out, you know, to to reorganize my priorities and so on and so forth and to adjust things. Um, but it is, um, you know, it's one of those things where I am liking this. I don't know how long it's going to work for, but <laughs> <laughs> and with all these things, I'm, I'm going to need to find out um, about, you know, in six months, am I still using this or did it end up just becoming a decoration that I ignored? Um, but I like the idea of having something that I will see that screams at me. But equally, I also like the idea of not having to see all the things. Because otherwise, I walk through yes. the living room, the TV is on the sofa, the soundbar is on the sofa, the Wii is on the floor, the Nintendo Switch is on the arm of the sofa because I was playing it in handheld mode because I couldn't play it on the TV because the TV's on the sofa and it's not plugged in. Um, and the UPS is on the floor because I need to wait for the draw reinforcers to arrive, but then the draw reinforcers came, so the draw reinforcers are in front of the draw, but then I need the screwdriver. So, you know, and all of these things, I just walk into the room and it's like, okay, there are a million and one things, you know, staring at me, screaming, I need you to do something. Um, and you mm-hmm. know what? That Part of that probably comes from having ADHD 
um, because uh, I was recently diagnosed with having ADHD. And guess what? That makes a lot of sense in hindsight, because some people are very good at saying, I'm going to go and do the dishes. Okay. And they go and they do the dishes and they're done. Other people will say, oh, I'm going to go and do the dishes. And they walk into the kitchen and they find out 16 different tasks that they need to do. And three hours later, they've done a lot of stuff, but they did not wash the dishes, which was, you know, the entire intention. Because step one was wash dishes and step two was eat dinner. And somehow they're now redecorating the attic. Because that's just what happened. Um, (laughs) When a plot test isn't a plot (laughs) test. Exactly. And so, you know, finding that, you know, all of my things are talking to me does make a lot of sense and i've always i've always kind of felt that you know that idea that um uh it's in gtd it's in lots of other things where you like the idea is you take your notebook and you go around your house and you find all the things that need doing like that's very easy for me because i don't need to like look at it and go hmm what was i gonna do with you i look at um you know for example this box on my desk that the the new apple wallet came in for my new iphone and go oh yeah i was gonna take some pictures of you with the wallet and the new case and the the case next to the box and the phone and the phone next to the box all together when everything is here um you know and right now it's not here because we record a little bit of head ahead of time um and you know and so that's what that is you know telling me and so i just need to capture that which goes back to what you were saying at the beginning scotty of you know capturing it can allow us to you know manage these things rather than know that everything is lurking out to get us for sure. And I think there's this sort of inner temptation that I go through where I think, well, I don't have to capture it. The book is right there. It's already captured. Like, there, there it is. There is book. Um, but, you know, um, is that book out of place because it needs to go somewhere and I can't get it there right now? Is it out of place because I don't even know where it goes? Is it out of place because I've borrowed it from someone and I need to return it? Is it out of place because I'm actually selling it because I don't want it anymore or donating it? Um, The artifact alone acts as a signal, but I think that every time you get that signal, you have to kind of interpret the signal because because you're still, all you have is the artifact. So, um, you know, long time or even short term listeners will know that we are big fans of the getting things done process. And I think that I, I tend to um, apply that very readily as a um, sort of tactical model where it comes to information management of I capture something, which means I write it down. And then I clarify that, which means I take what I've written down and I probably rewrite it into something else that is actually meaningful. And maybe it belongs to a project. And I define that project. And then I organize those rem- organize those reminders into some sort of a system. And then I review that. And and, and then later I do that's the getting things done process links and show notes um, to those who are not familiar, but with when it, where it comes to physical objects, I think the same mental model can apply. I can pick up a book and I can say, cool, I've captured it. This book is now in my hand. Um, But what is it about book not being complete that is yelling at me about? Do I need to rebind it? Do I need to sell it? Like all the, and taking the time to clarify that and then organize that reminder, like, or, or organize book into like with all the other books that also match that description of needing to be donated or fixed or returned or whatever. Now it's, I've gone through a process of going from, oh yeah, that book is on the counter and it'll remind me yada, yada, yada. um, To I have actually like explicitly, moved book into a place where now its signal is changed um, or I have recorded some sort of reminder, like you said, because now book is in an opaque box 
in the furnace room under a pile of things and that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Taking the time to really clarify and organize whether that's writing it down or moving the object around so that when it gets time to review, when it gets time to um, evaluate that signal, that signal is a hopefully happening at a more appropriate time and in a more appropriate way and in the most appropriate place. And then you can make decisions about whether or not you do. So following that mental model, even if I'm not following it tactically by like, you know, writing it down, I'm, I'm moving the object around and I'm going through that thought process so that, um, so that I can organize it into a, a way in which even if it's not done, it is more meaningful and and better. And I think the, the the real like goal then becomes that you can walk into a room and have either mental silence because mm-hmm. nothing is yelling at you or joy because as you look around, you don't see anything that you either love or need or hopefully both. Because I mean that's that's yeah. the ideal is that you could walk into a room and say, all of these things I either need or love and Yay. So now nothing is yelling. That, that's the goal. Anything that is disruptive of that is now something that needs to be captured, clarified, organized, reviewed, and done. And, and um, so I, I, I'm really fond of using that process for these objects. And I, I think it's given me a really new outlook on what it is to have a productive physical space. Because if I have a physical space that works like that, then I am not being distracted from all of the other productivity elements in my system because, because I don't have something that is taking away my, uh, my eyes or my mind while I'm trying to do the other things. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I don't know if I'm ever actually going to have a quiet mind when I walk into a room. I think I'm personally well, always going to be capturing things. It is an aspiration to do that. Yes. But I don't, you know, I, I'm not, dead set on having it because I'm not sure I'm capable of that. That doesn't mean to say that you're not capable of this, you Scotty or you person listening. Um, you know, I'm sure you 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 would be capable of this. Um, but, but, but I try. think everybody should be trying to do this. Yeah, exactly. Because if 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 we try to do this, then at the very least we are potentially eliminating or at least reducing a source of stress, even if you're not aware of it as a source of stress. Because I think that's the Mm. thing, right? This sort of stuff is insidious. We don't realize that it's causing us stress until we get home one day from, from, you know, I don't know, some errands and something's gone wrong. I don't know, the car broke down, the heel fell off your shoe, whatever it was, you'd left your wallet at home, you didn't have a means to pay because your Apple Watch and your iPhone ran out of battery um, and, and all of the things have gone wrong. And then you get home and then everything is just screaming at you as well. Like you haven't vacuumed the floors, the laundry needs to be put away. And oh, and by the way, yeah, you needed to clean the the mirror in the bathroom because there's toothpaste all over it again somehow, even though you're sure you cleaned it yesterday. Um, and just not being able to come home to an environment that also helps to calm you can cause problems. And it's not just your home. You know, if you go work in an office, then that office can also be screaming at you. You can have that happen every time you go around a grocery store um, with, and huh. don't forget to buy this and don't forget to buy that. And ooh, don't these look delicious? Unfortunately, there's not a lot we right. can do about the grocery store other than online shopping. Um, and that's not perfect either. Um, 
but um you know there are lots of things um that we can do to try and reduce that stress that comes from these things and i think that is worth everybody looking at because you know who needs extra stress in their life totally and i completely agree i think one, once you have achieved that even in a small space and i think it's i think it's also okay in fact i, I would recommend do chunking things out and doing like a space at a time. Like if that cupboard is bothering you, sorry, if that room is bothering you, maybe start with the most bothersome cupboard because then it doesn't feel like you're lifting the earth to try and to try and get some stuff done. But then if you can do like, you know, a, a cupboard a day or a shelf a week or something like that, then over time you've gotten to this place where Holy smokes, I've done 20 shelves and eight cupboards. Yeah. And th- that that makes a big difference. And once your places your your spaces are in those sorts of states, then you can use the out of place thing screaming at you to your advantage. Yeah. The thing that you need to remember to bring to work, you place on the counter. It will scream at you because nothing belongs on that counter um and there is that thing. Oh, okay. I I must need to do something with it. Or that form that I need to fill out, I will put on this table or um, that thing. I need to make sure that I return to someone who I'm having um, come to my driveway six feet away from me. Um, when, when they come over, I need to make sure that they get this. I'll put it there. So you're, it's easy to become numb to physical reminders like that when there are so many physical reminders around you. But if you can eliminate those, um, then the out of place screaming thing uh, becomes a, a tool yeah. rather than a um, albatross. Yes, and that's what we want from these things. Tools, not albatross, is a right. of albatross. <laughs> Multiple albatross. Hello, right. and welcome to Nested Folders, Tools, Not Albatrosses. I'm Scotty Jackson, <laughs> joined by Rose. So yeah, but no, that is exactly what we want. We don't want any of these things to be a millstone around our necks. We want everything to be able to be a tool and... I really like what you said there, Scotty, of not having to do everything all at once. That is actually what I ended up doing with my TV unit. Did I have time before I recorded my podcast today, after I finished work, um, to uh, completely cable my TV unit? No. Did I have time to go and plug a couple of things into an extension cable and rearrange those cables? Yeah. And then it turned out I had more time and I was able to push the unit back against the wall. And so now literally all that's left is putting my TV on the unit, putting a soundbar on the unit and plugging it in. Because every single day this week, I've gone into the room and when I've walked past it to get a glass of water, unless I was really in a hurry for something, which, you know, has happened, I've done a little bit. I've just picked up a thing and I've moved it. Or I stuck some labels on something or whatever it was. Or I've just noted down the five labels I need to print next and then come back and you know, got out my shiny new label maker and printed those labels while I was, you know, looking at something for work and going, hmm, what is it that I actually need to do here? And that is so good that I've just been able to do that because it's meant that, okay, I started this project last weekend and it's felt like a millstone most of the week. But mm. for this weekend, it's not an albatross anymore. Because mm-hmm. I've actually done the thing because I chipped away at it every single day. Um, and there, there was a really good um, blog uh, on Tumblr 
Um, they've reworked it a little bit now, so it's not a Tumblr blog anymore, but it's called Unfilth Your Habitat, um, or there's the NSFW one, um, where I replace filth with the appropriate word, um, where, um, the, the, <laughs> you know, the, the lady says, you know, like, if you can't do everything, just do five minutes. Like, so you can't clean your entire kitchen. We'll do five minutes of cleaning your kitchen and then you can stop. But just doing a little bit is better than doing nothing. It's the 1% rule, right? If you do 1% better every day in a year, you're going to be significantly better. 1% worse every day, you're going to be significantly worse. So we're constantly aiming for that 1% better, not worse. Exactly. And and we don't want to get worse. It adds up so. Yeah. Yeah. We do not. And we we want to not walk into a room and have a silent to-do list singing out in chorus to us. If it could be on key, it would be better, but it's not going to be on key because it's all screaming at us. But if you walk into a room and you can go, you're on my inbox, you're on my list for next weekend, you're a someday maybe item, mm-hmm. I'm probably never going to do you, but I'm definitely not doing you right now because you're a possible future. Being able to just look at all these things and identify them is going to help. It's going to remove some stress. And, you know, the other thing I'm going to say to people, don't be afraid to capture things twice. Okay, if you walk into a room and there's a little box there and it's going, hi, I'm a box, you need to do something with me. Even if you know you've already written this down three times, write it down a fourth time. Because there's something that you missed those previous three times when you wrote this down. There's the reason why your brain's still talking about this. It could be that you don't trust your system, in which case you probably need to have a look at that. But feel free to capture things as many times as you need to. And then go ahead and stick it in the notes of the previous one when when you're processing things. Because, you know, yes. you captured that data so that then when you go back and look at it, you can go, oh, yeah. Okay, so I wrote down the title of the book, but I didn't actually write down the first time what I intended to do with it. And then the next time I just wrote down, read blue book. Well, the cover of the book's blue, so it mm. must have been about that book. And then I wrote <laughs> down, um, read book from uh, Scotty. So, okay, so I need to write read this book brackets blue cover recommended by Scotty. Um, and then the fourth time it was and return book to Scotty. I need to give that back. Um, you know, you didn't right. actually fortunately lend me a physical book because otherwise, Scotty, you're not getting that back. Let's just go with that right now. If you lend me a book, you're not getting it back. Those um, pesky oceans. <laughs> yeah, they're problematic. Um, but um, it is, you know, like being able to, you know, recapture things and process things and append to your existing tasks is a useful tool. So don't be afraid to use that to your advantage as well. Absolutely. Better captured twice than not at all. Right. And, yeah. and, and I mean, each and, and each capture, like you said, often comes with a little bit more uh, detail. And I mean, if you capture things in a digital system, well, the delete key is just, just a right few then. inches over there. So if you find your duplicate one, uh, you can use that delete key and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and if you're, you know, a bullet journaling, then, then you, you look at you, you get to cross off another thing. Like that's, that's nice. That's always a little bit uh, endorphiny, like that's that's a, that's a good thing. Um, so so that discreet and um, thoughtful way of defining what a thing is by capturing it, like you said, Rose, is 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 so much more uh, rich than just having um, all of that stuff in some sort of room and in some sort of place. Yeah, uh, and and go like, yeah, I got it. I know I have to do stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, and that is the thing, you know, all of your things are telling you things you already know. You just need to 
let your brain know that you know and that you will do it. And that's what your system's for. Oh boy! And uh, on, on that note, well, let's uh, let's let's drop this, Mike. Uh, that was a great uh, that was a great capture. Um, thank you, uh, Rose. This was uh, this was great. Um, I feel inspired. I'm going to go work some spaces. I think I'm going to go put my TV on the TV unit and play some Mario Kart <laughs> because I'd really like to do nice. that. <laughs> like Respect. I have a drawer in my TV unit now where I can just push it open. Like you push and then it pops open and then all the controllers are in there and I can see by the lights if they're green or red, if they're charged or not. So now, see? you know, I just open the drawer, grab the thing, and then if I see a controller on the sofa, it's like, oh yeah, that needs to go back in the drawer. And I've set that up so that I don't have a silent to-do list as much anymore. I'll be able to do the action. There it is. Thank you, uh, dear listener, for keeping with us. I hope you uh, enjoyed this just as much as we did. Uh, again, you can learn uh, more about our podcast and listen to every single episode over at nestedfolderspodcast.com. And again, yeah, you don't have to, but we would sure love it if you did. Uh, you can support us at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested. Uh, and that gives you uh, a bonus uh, episode every single month and access to our Ask Me Anything uh, board where you can pose questions uh, that become the topics uh, for those very episodes. Um, Tweet with us as well at nested folders on uh, the Twitter and uh, also engage with us. Uh, Rosemary Orchard, where might you be found on the internet uh, to be so engaged? Uh, you can find me at rosemaryorchard.com, which has links, hopefully, to all of my social media and everything. Um, speaking of social media, you can find me on micro.blog and Twitter with the username at Rosemary Orchard. And if you notice something broken on my website, that's because I recently switched it. So by all means, feel free to contact me and let me know. I am working on fixing all of the things, but you know, that's just one more selling to-do list. Scotty, what about you? <laughs> Tools, not albatrosses. Uh, I can be found at Hey Scotty J uh, on, on the Twitter and on my blog, HeyScottyJ.com. Thanks uh, again uh, very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks, Rose. Goodbye, everyone.